0: Lance, leadership is the ability to hide your panic from other. Lao Tzu
1: from Richard Branson's book, The Virgin Way. That is a huge part of leadership. And I and I think a uh, big reason why people reach out to professionals like us, right? Uh, I know when I had an attorney several times in my life, that was ab- absolutely one thing I was looking for from them or a doctor. I, you know, you just want to be reassured that they know what they're doing because, you know, well, I'm not saying we... Are we are comparable in that like there's crises in life, right? Like, so, like, it's not a health problem, it's not some legal issue. Oh, no, there's there's definitely crises, but right, but not from the get go, but they come up, yes, come up, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. You put in a
0: $3,000 beam and it either isn't supposed to be there, it's too long, it's too short, it's the wrong thing. You gotta fight, like, there's definitely crises.
1: Well, how about, I mean, what if uh, the contractors decide? Yeah, we're just gonna pour this foundation one foot higher. <laughs> we're just gonna do that. Which project are you talking about? <laughs> or or we're gonna pour this foundation eight inches too too short. I mean, we've already talked about both of these projects before and not naming names, but that stuff happens, right? And I think that's you show a whole another level of leadership if you can be calm, cool, and and then reassure your client that nothing nothing's it's gonna be fine. Yep. It's all gonna be fine. So I had this happen on a couple different accounts uh, in the past month, and I meant to bring this up, but it kind of uh, I got triggered into thinking about it the other day when you were us, you and I were driving to work, uh, driving to school. So there was a, a one of our one of my clients on my side um, of the firm that we're working on. We're working on this really cool sixplex um, down in uh, down in Lakewood, and. There was a panic at the end as we were headed towards getting everything submitted. And he wanted to punt to the next week. Hmm. And we had dedicated a bunch of staff, or you know, a, a, good, a bunch of our staff and consultants of their time and like, get this done by Friday. And I just reassured him that, hey, we're going to get it done. We're on schedule. Don't worry about it. You're in, you're in good hands. And then the follow. So we, we ended up submitting on a Friday right at the end of the day. Uh, right in the afternoon, Alex Alex Gresh went down there and did it all. It was awesome. First got time he done. did that, got it done. Really proud of him. And then I emailed, I emailed this client uh, the following Monday, and I said uh, something to the tune of, you uh, congr- know, the subject was congrats and thanks. And I said, I just wanted to say thanks um, on the Tabor Street project being accepted into the city for SPR, and thank you for trusting us on sticking to that deadline. We truly appreciate, truly appreciate business. He responds back and he says, thanks for taking me talking me out of that. I was afraid they were going to send us packing. Um, so he was super thankful about that. Then uh, then I had an, another client uh, do the same thing about a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks before, uh, a week after that. They were just like, I feel like the project is out of control. And I go, hey, it's not. Don't worry. We're going to make it. We're going to be into the city. We're going to be done with it. And we were, we made it into the city. Then we actually had another little fire happen after that, where it was like, Oh crap! Well, now they need us to pay, and we went out of our way, and typically we don't do this, to pay their building permit fee, just to keep it going. And they were super thankful, and it gained us this whole other level of trust because this is the first time we were working with this particular client, and I could tell from me talking to him that he was like skeptical of maybe us continuing to move ahead and move forward. And this is a client where it's like, man, they he they broker a ton of big commercial spaces to, to people who are, who are constantly doing stuff. And I'm like, i I really want you as a repeat client. So we went above and beyond and put out all those fires to, in, to ensure it. Sure enough, yesterday had another meeting with him. We got another project on the horizon. That is awesome. Yeah. I, I cannot agree
0: with you more that good. Cause I'm right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> because essentially that that's what happens not only with clients, but with bosses within, and employees, and then also starting out on your own. If you're starting out on your own, you're going to have those panic situations. And the key to knowing about those panic situations is that know that they're going to happen. It's inevitable. There's no the
1: framers t- are going to screw up. The foundation people are going to screw up.
0: Yep. Clients are going to panic. And, and you should always hold yourself to a higher standard and try to eliminate those. You're but, going to screw up. Exactly. So I, I keep giving this NASA analogy to, to you, Lance, but essentially NASA designs a rocket ship and they still have CA and they still have to do something while they're building it. And then, you know, Apollo 13 happens and they got a, something buses on it. Right. And someone could come back. Yeah, but that's rocket science. So like, of course, it's super difficult. So oh, of yeah. course. Right. But you forget there's a level of equality of what you have to go to to be in NASA, so just think about it. you have to get accepted into an aerospace uh, program. You have to be the top of the top to to be considered by NASA. Then you are competing against everyone to get in, so not the top of top of your school but of everyone. Then you get in then, if you want to work on high end projects, you have to be the top of the top in NASA so the top of the top is working on the top of the top programs, and there's still issues, critical items, all that other stuff, so just know. You are never going to eliminate this anxiety. You can only manage it and manage it well. That's
1: what you're saying, right? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And I've gotten compliments over and over again, especially by even like business partners that we work with who are um, other architects and designers that we'll team up with on projects. And they're just like, "How how do you stay so calm? And I'm like, wow. It's not really happening inside. I mean, there's a panic for sure, but you just, you know, you got to have like a cool, you got to have a cool exterior. And that doesn't mean that I don't freak out every once in a while, but like you got to manage sometimes it, Sometimes right? you need to. Yeah. Sometimes right. you need to. And I think that's where, again, uh, God bless all of you soul practitioners out there who don't have ideas to bounce off of. Like Alex and I will have freakouts, but it's just Alex and I know about it and that's it um, type of thing. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you go home and you to your husband or wife or partner or whatever. Freak out, not you, Al, but you know the listeners. Yeah, find somebody where you can vent that way. You, maybe it's the Entree Architect Community. Uh, I, I, that's uh,
0: honestly I was just going to say. Maybe it's the Arch- Architect Community. There's a Facebook community called Entree Architect Community.
1: Go there. You There's also to. inside the firm uh, community too. You could uh, you could, up. Yeah, yeah, inside the firm. Inside the firm Facebook group ask those ask questions tag us by the way if you are a if you're a listener who's already in there please start tagging us uh so that we get the notification uh al needs it i need it all that good stuff yep second big news
0: al is going to autodesk you al Gore! did you see what i tagged it in uh, the project folder no what's it called f9au f9 au <laughs> <laughs> i want to make a shirt this morning i look over at gresh he's always in early like me i'm like i need a shirt just f9 au just f9 au so if um why are you going to au to interview to interview people and yeah. i'm, I'm going to tell you we, i already have a list going so it's for the podcast it's exciting so it's we'll exciting. bring back interviews so keep tuned on the podcast but if you want to be uh kept tuned even fresher this is another unsolicited little plug. I'm going to put some of the content on uh, Entre Architect community. so go to that group and some of the coolest stuff I'll upload, show to people. Um, there's some re- like I'm really excited about uh, BimSmith. Smith. So BIM Smith is a company, and they have they have a bunch of things, but one of them is called Forge. So it's so funny. I, I've been thinking a lot of times these manufacturers, their BIM contact. They're they're putting it together wrong. Meaning, okay, one company will decide, oh, we're the Tyvek. This hasn't... I'm not saying this case has happened because it hasn't. But you'll get what I'm getting at. Oh, we're Tyvek. So we'll make Tyvek and then we'll make the wall frame behind it. And then we'll make the siding. So no matter what product... And we'll make... Not that they're making it. They're, they're making it in BIM. So they'll make a whole bunch of different wall types just for your Tyvek water th- thing in there. Well, I'm not going to go grab that just to have your tyvek right and everything else messed up so one of their projects is forge where you can take the different components and mesh them all together and it will make that model so you could take tyvek weather paper you could take um hardy board siding you could take someone's you know usb and it bam it forges it together so it's actually what you want i love it um so i'll be talking about yep uh Rob, Bob Wygant. I'll be talking to him. I'll be talking to Aaron Mailer. I'll be talking to uh Helen Gloria from Phil Perkins and Will. Wow. The Phil, Phil Reed? I think he's a different Phil Reed. Oh, he's okay. A, Got it. Well, unless you're talking about a BIM Phil Reed. I am talking about BIM Phil Reed. Yeah. I know who that is. Yeah. So, so I, the, the, the then the architecture, the BIM Phil Reed. That's awesome. Yep. Um. So a bunch of other people. Uh, Rebecca DeCiccio. Director of
1: Digital Node. If you're going to be there, tweet at us. Uh, How can people tweet at you, Al? Well, at Inside the Firm. Yep.
0: Also, I will be set up at a booth most of the time. I might be walking around interviewing people. But if you go to A327, that's Spectrum Gamut booth, um, I'll be there. You'll probably see my banner Inside the Firm. Yep a327 if not if you just want to hang out uh, go to entree architect facebook group uh and you'll see some stuff
1: there too so that's exciting i'm excited for you Uh, i've I've been i've been to autodesk university uh two times before this two times yeah i swear i went twice i swear i've went i went twice you think it was just one time maybe i think you
0: went one time no what i could be wrong i don't know i just thought it was one time maybe you went twice
1: I swear I've been twice. If you yeah, sure, I no. swear I have been twice. Yeah, it's cool. It's expensive. Um, but if you work at, if you can go and you are looking to like make a transition over to, you know, higher levels of uh higher levels of software and stuff like that, then make that happen. Um, because I don't know, it's super fun. What were we gonna say? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's cool. I think. And it's not always in Vegas, is it?
0: Autodesk U is AIA is not. AIA That's is what it all is. over the place. Yeah. I got perfect tickets. I'm flying out Monday. What hotel is it at? So it's at the Venetian and the the Link. All right. Um, the, so I'm at the Link. The Venetian's cool. So just if you can't find
1: me, knock on every door in that hotel. Just do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Al, Al Gore. I'll tell you
1: what I'm excited for. Al Gore's not going to be in the office next week, and I'm going to crush it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i learned,
0: i want to report back it was the firm was either way better way worse yeah there's no in between yeah so next um who will be joining me at au is nick nick renard
1: really he's going
0: now that i
2: said this he is yeah you wish all right here we go nick reads hello best friends i hope you all had a great week this week oh reading The tension inside the body. Among all the drawings produced by architects, my favorites are the working drawings. Working drawings are detailed and objective. Created for craftsmen who are to give the imagined object a material form. They are free of associative manipulation. They do not try to convince and impress like project drawings. They seem to be saying, this is exactly how to look. Working drawings are anatomical drawings. They reveal something of the secret inner tension that the finished architectural body is reluctant to divulge. The art of joining. Hidden geometry. The friction of material. The inner forces of bearing and holding. The human work that is inherent in man-made things. Peter Zumther. Thinking architecture. A question. Big or dig? Toodles.
0: So I have to re-go back to another question. And last time, I think it was last time, he said Biggie or Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely am now going with Biggie. Wow. I was on the fence what a before. Uh, Don't ever elect this guy to office. It's just facts are facts. Yep. And this is the truth. Big as in Brian Bjork Ingalls group. Yes. Or Dig. As in. They both have three letters. It's true. Um It's easy to say. Principle wise, I would go with dig. Yeah. Architecture. Uh-huh. Big has a slight edge, <laughs> slight edge, meaning they do massive, edge. awesome, cool buildings. But like for like the man at top, it has to be big architecture. It has
1: to be big architecture. Yeah, dig. Yep. because Good he's stuff. going to AU. I got okay. a question for you. What is the most important drawing type? Because that's what that made me think of. I was that's what I thought like, what is? Is it a floor plan? Floor oh. plan and get it done. Like, could you just have a floor plan and a set of notes and build the thing? Wow. Wow. You know what I mean? Like you could have a floor plan. You could say, okay, plate heights are this,
0: but how are you going to do roof pitches? You got, yeah, yeah, have me everything. I could see doing everything but roof pitches. You just say it's a shed roof. That's nah. it. You know what? You could ghost line <laughs> the shed on there. You could get everything done on a floor That's plan. what
1: I'm saying. You could do everything on, on a um I bet you Minnesota has tried on a floor plan. Well, North Dakota, I've built them off of, literally, that's it, man. And I'm telling you, it was all one and everything combined. Was it just your classic spec house? Yeah. But it was, you know, still. Man, we should do
0: one. We should somehow do the, like, baddest ass house. Just one floor. One floor plan. And it's so... One sheet. It's so intuitive. It's kind of like when you're making the design decisions, and once you get past, you get to a cascade where what you filled in before leads you to what's in the begin, you know, the next move. Yep. And the same thing with the floor plan. I thought you were going to ask like
1: working, drawing sketches or CDs. I was going to go, I don't know. No, CDs. no, no drawing type. I think it's a floor plan. I think I, I kind of want to do that now. I love just looking at one, floor plans, just one sheet. It's that's all it took to build this building. Do you ever done uh, see that? That's I'll even to. give it. I'll you can print front and back. That's it. Maybe yeah. the notes are on the
0: back. <laughs> um, Do you ever look at like Art Daily, anything like that? Not anymore. I should. When you did, so I still do. And I just, you know, the images are great, but then I keep fast forwarding to like, show me the floor plan, show me the floor plan. I always go,
1: do you think, I wonder if ever. So here's another thing. This is off, this is sort of off topic. We don't even have it on the list to talk about. But uh, for the last three weeks, the inquiries that I have been sifting through have been like insane. I mean, it's been multiple a day. I've been signing one project a day. I was telling Nick this. So it kind of relates to Nick Reeds. And uh, it's a lot. And I'm not bragging. I'm just kind of like, I wonder if everybody has this happen at the end of the year. And what I what I need to do is, and I've been saying this for a while, is I need to track and come up with like mm. a graphic about how this how this works. To not panic. Yeah. During the natural yeah. lows. Yeah. Because you know what? So to- we had this... Um, so on Wednesday of this last week my wife and I had uh, we held a custom home building seminar at our house and this was sort of I already talked about this because we were gonna pl- we we're gonna do this after our house is on the Boulder modern home tour uh, it's, it was it was fairly successful we had a couple people there got some good leads and all that stuff but then we got to talking we had our lender there the same lender that we're gonna use for uh, the condo project right the preferred lender oh so he yeah. was he was there and he was telling us about cycles that he sees in the real estate market and that one since 2013 what he's seen is he goes i see rents go up in the in in like july cuz everybody's or like june cuz like all the college students are done they're graduated they move here and then so like there's a huge surge in that's when rents are the highest and then they they go down anyway he was he he goes i i made this graph and it was just over and over and over again and it, what it really helped was is like it helped him sell people it helped reassure like buyers and sellers of real estate property so i i want to really produce i want to produce something like that for us so it just helps us sell ourselves and like okay yeah this is when the lull happens like yep. there's got i wonder if there really is even during the recession you go all the way back to 2010 and if i could track that yeah I don't, the problem is it doesn't, it's not going to track perfectly with like gross revenue. You know what I mean? Like when invoices were created sure. and all that other stuff. Just when things are coming in. Just when things are coming in.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I got another little tidbit to, to
1: share with you. Okay.
0: That this came from a developer that I was just on a meeting with. Great, great guy. We're, we're talking about the psychology of prices. And the first thing he says to me is, oh, you never price it. Um, we're talking about lot prices. And you know you you have a lot premium when you buy a new house, right? He goes, you never price any lot the same. He goes, there, he goes. There's a whole psychology about that. That's all he said. And I, I just got thinking. It's like why all the same? Like, are you messing? Like, w- what it is is people will start to
1: justify why one lot is oh, that's higher or the other. Like, like in your standards, in your let's say it's just a standard uh, subdivision with like 80 units, 80 units. They a- never price the same. Really, and then. You I said, guess that's true.
0: For my subdivision, it's not. Well, and then listen to this too. You price the best one basically too high, like just too high. And for two reasons, you're anchoring someone, you're anchoring them so that they think that they're getting a deal on theirs. And then there's always a person crazy enough to buy it because they want the highest yeah, price we, one. Yeah, we
1: were crazy enough to buy it. Thank God so, that, the, uh, that the the that the developer... It basically made a mistake and we got it for cost but whatever yeah <laughs> so so but listen to this so that's i started hilarious. i started thinking about our development somebody is crazy their ego probably gets involved you know I, <laughs> so there you go The ego that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
0: so here so i said okay i'm gonna tell you about our de- well he already knows about our development i go we've we've always had the idea of we're gonna release one so a lot of people are bidding on one and then release to the next one. And you know that's a fairly standard strategy, but it's a good strategy. If you have multiple units, you limit supply, so people are always focused on those. And then I can't remember who said what, but we came to the agreement. Lance, the other ones that you aren't selling, you put a high price on them, even if you're not going to sell them for that much. And then they're all different prices. So even ones that you think are right in the center, you know like they're the same. He's like, you find a different reason. Like, oh, one's closer to the street, one's closer to the back.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So you sell, you know, let's say we're doing one of the middle duplexes. All the other ones, you can see their prices. All the other ones are a higher price and they're all different prices. Huh. Do it all at once. No, no. You're only selling one. But like on the map, it shows, oh, not for sale yet.
1: That's interesting. When you put the other one on, that's interesting. When you put the first one on, you just start to get people thinking. They looking. see, oh, these like ones,
0: it. those ones are selling for four twenty-five. This is selling for three twenty-five. I'm getting a deal. I like it. Isn't that the things you don't know? Things you, know, you don't know
1: till you know till you know. Rock and roll. Speaking of not knowing, do you think the boys know about the Airy Jeopardy? Do you I think don't. they know all the answers? They don't. So let's get them in here and laugh at them. <laughs>
0: All right, this one is a two-parter, meaning I'm going to read a sentence. There will be two blanks in them. So then the answers will be the first blank and then the second blank. Okay. The ground immediately adjacent to the foundation shall be at a slope of not less than blank percent for a distance of blank feet. A, 12% for 10 feet. B, 6% for 12 feet. C ten percent for five feet. D five percent for ten feet. You want me to read ABCD again? A twelve percent for ten feet. B six percent for twelve feet. C ten percent for five feet. D five percent for ten feet.
1: Doo-doo-doo-doo. I think I know the answer. Just kidding, I know the answer. Do do. All right, bring them up. Bring them up. Bring them up. We got
0: one. Okay, we have C D C. It is D. Boom, 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 boom. So uh, C was flipped the wrong way. So it's five percent for ten feet. Yep. Can I have a marker to keep the track? Quick, the quickest the, the way
1: I, the way I always remember that is okay, right? Six inches below foundation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so really that's point that's point that's half a foot, right? And a full foot would be ten percent. So you're doing half of that five percent done. It
0: that didn't sense. make any sense. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: would
0: be, another six inches would be 10. <laughs> yeah, no, another six inches would equal a full, which gives you the 10%. Yes. And then six inches is half of a foot. 5%. So you just just connected. Bam, Five. bam, bam. That all made sense. Now you, you guys got got it. It. are
1: not going to forget that. You're going to pass <laughs> that, all these tests. America. Crush it. America, exactly.
0: <clears throat> which of the following statements is correct? So here's the first part of the sentence, and then you have to match the second part with it, okay? So a foundation drain, blank. A foundation drain, A, bottom shall not be higher than the bottom of the floor. B, top shall be lower than the top of the floor. C, shall be covered with six inches of peat. D shall be sloped one to twelve. Okay. Hmm. Okay. A foundation drain, a bottom, shall not be higher than the bottom of the floor. B top shall be lower than the top of the floor. C shall be covered with six inches of peat.
1: D Shall be sloped 1 to 12. Hmm. Boy, that's a... that's a, How are you not part of NCARB? Whoop, whoop! How are you not part of NCARB? You Albert? hear that, NCARB? Invite me.
0: Call him up. Fly out. Private plane. Yep. Here we go. We, we have B. Jason, you circled two of them. Wait, isn't it all that apply? Pick one. Okay. B. <laughs> okay. Okay. A. The answer is A. So it's okay. The bottom of the drain, the bottom, shall not be higher than the bottom of the floor, because then you're just. What is the drain doing? It's doing nothing. I swear you asked the question. Which of the following statements is true? Uh, yeah. Which of the following?
1: St- sure, but both of those were wrong. <laughs> Lance. My turn. Number three. What is a metal strip placed on corners before plastering to reinforce and protect the corner known as? Is it A, corner bead, B, corner reinforcement, C, corner underlay, D, corner angle? I swear I already asked this one, but. Good. Then it'll be an easy one for these guys. Mark says, really? Say the it, say it, answers again? A, corner bead, B, corner reinforcement, C, corner underlay, D, corner angle. The answer is A, corner bead. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, gentlemen. Didn't even do A. just looked at them. So what's the score? What do we got?
0: We have 1, 2, 2.
1: 1, 2, 2. Here we go. Number four. A resilient floor covering formed of burlap or canvas coated with linseed oil, ground cork, and rosin, it is durable, easily maintained, and relatively inexpensive. Is it A, vinyl flooring, B, linoleum, C, resilient flooring, or D, terrazzo? Do you need those answers again? The question, the question, good, good, good. It's a meaty one. It's a double, double stacker. Uh, a resilient flooring covered formed of burlap or canvas coated with linseed oil ground cork and rosin it is durable easily maintained and relatively inexpensive is it a vinyl flooring b linoleum c resilient flooring or d terrazzo
0: do do i actually uh took a short nap during that question good so
1: I'm back. I, I, I read uh, it like an NPR guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm back, you guys and I'm
0: interested to see what the uh,
1: answers are. Okay. Uh, B, uh, B, B. That's It's B. I tried to trick him. All
0: another. right. So we have a tie. And then how are we doing the tie again? We have a method for this, right? Yes. So we're going to pause. We're going to come back with another question.
1: It's going to be first one to answer it correctly wins. All right, boys. Here goes all for the W. First one to write the answer down. You're just going to, you're going to say it and you're going to show it to Al and you're going to show it to Al. Okay. Ready? So this is a two word, a two word answer. Okay. Two words. One answer. A hollow concrete masonry unit. What do we got? What do we got? Somebody's cheating.
0: CMU blood. Incorrect. Nope. Nope. Sorry. Hollow core. In, also incorrect, very close. <laughs> Mark's writing something down.
1: <laughs> hollow boy, hollow boy, very close. All right, tiebreaker. What number was two. it? Concrete block. Block. So close. Yep, not CMU, not concrete masonry unit. Yeah, right? it's totally different. I, I, well,
0: I got really. another one too. Well, if, okay. if they
1: don't get it, okay. Ready? Again. So again, this is a. Now, this is one word. Just one word. Ready? A desi- The designation of the quality of a manufactured piece of wood. The designation of the quality of a manufactured piece of wood. The designation of the quality of a... Ma- what do we got? Correct. Correct! Yes! Great right. job,
0: Jason. So, if you liked this podcast... uh and you want to hear more, you can't, unless you listen to other podcasts from inside the firm. <laughs> but if you want to hear our voice, you can go to revitrocketship.com where you will learn Revit. You can also get our book, The Creativity Code, on Amazon. Uh, please like and share. Please join the Entree Architect group, too, because you'll see me at Autodesk AU.
1: And Lance, what do you got? We have a lot of new listeners I know because our numbers keep going up, and I want to thank everybody for that. But if you are a new listener and you haven't left, left us a five-star review, and if you're thinking about leaving a one-star review, I want you to put five stars on top of that. So go to iTunes right on your phone. You can you can take care of it that way. Leave us a review. It helps us in the rankings. It helps us grow. It helps us help everybody else. See you next time.